With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider and a former general manager with the Jets. He founded the 33rd team, a football think tank consisting of former NFL head coaches, GMs, Grad students creating in-depth analysis on college and pro football. And he's provided us with that, with his, his thoughts on the Chicago Bears, who are on the clock right now. Mike, explain to the audience why what you would do with that number one overall pick. Yeah, great to be with you. I would draft Bryce Young, who I think is going to be a, a superstar in this league. I think he has great arm strength, great accuracy, great anticipation. This is not a bash of Justin Fields. I like him. I think Justin Fields is a good quarterback that has a chance to be a very good quarterback. But if we could get, let's say, a first and a third round pick for Justin Fields and reset the clock on a rookie quarterback contract, we would have a massive amount of resources. And if we look at Jacksonville, Dan, and they go sign Christian Kirk, Brandon Scherf, Evan Ingram, amongst others, we could go get three to four players with the cap room and get another two really good players with what we could get in terms of draft capital by trading Justin Fields. How do you know Bryce Young is going to be great? He has every indice that he will be. He has all the tangibles. And when you go back to last week, Dan, I thought something really remarkable happened. They were playing Kansas State in a game that meant nothing. No championship available. And he plays the whole game. So does Will Anderson, another top five pick. But when somebody has the tangibles of his ability to throw the football and his intangibles, I'll sign up for that. Now, the one critique about him is going to be his size. Um, some people like Todd McShay, my colleague at ESPN, you know, kind of compare him a little bit to Steph Curry. I think he has lower body flexibility and enough movement skills where, while size will be an issue, I think he'll be able to overcome it. Who should trade for Justin Fields? Like, who shouldn't is a better question. I'll give you a, a dozen teams from Indy, New York Jets, Saints, Tampa Bay, you can make an argument for Houston, Seattle. Uh, there would be a really robust market for Justin Fields, who still has a number of years left on his rookie deal. He just wouldn't have five. And I think Fields is someone that has to get better in terms of his accuracy. He had four games this year where his completion percentage was below 50%, but he's high character. He's been productive, and I think he'll continue to get better. 
Yeah, I'm trying to figure this out, though. If the Bears don't want him, but then you're saying all these other teams are going to want Justin Fields. And the way I would couch it, Dan, if you and I were running the Bears and we were talking to other teams, I would just say, hey, look, we're happy with Justin Fields. We had an unexpected opportunity. No one thought the Texans would win on you know the last game of the season. And because of it, um, we just feel like Bryce Young's a little bit of an upgrade. But if you juxtapose Justin Fields with, ironically, one of his former Ohio State teammates, C.J. Stroud, or Will Levis from Tennessee, there'll be a number of teams, Dan, that will see Justin Fields as a better prospect than Stroud or Levis, and therefore, mm. again, be it the Colts or one of these other quarterback needy teams, as, you know what, I there's good tape on Justin Fields from the last two years. I don't have to worry about this Penn State transfer in Will Levis. Okay, but so what you're saying is, instead of taking C.J. Stroud or Will Levis, if you're the Colts or the Texans, you would gladly take Justin Fields. Right, because you know what you have. Like, you've seen two years of tape, the good, the areas you have to get better. And again, let's take Jalen Hurts. A year ago, we would say, hey, we've seen some good of Jalen Hurts, but he has to get better with downfield accuracy. Jalen Hurts was in the MVP candidacy, Dan, because he did that. He got better in the areas he did. And if you look at Justin Fields with a similar narrative, a good young quarterback that had areas to get better, you can make a very similar argument. What do you do if you're the Colts? I scour. I I scour for a quarterback. I'm not getting off the phone with the Bears. If they want to keep Fields and I can get Bryce Young, I'm not getting off the phone. Because you can't overpay for greatness, and you can't overpay for a quarterback. And you look at from the day Luck walked out of the door, you know, from Phillip Rivers to Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan, and it just hasn't worked. So there's no price to pay for greatness at the quarterback position. If you were the GM of the Packers and you sit down with Aaron Rodgers, What do you want to hear from Aaron Rodgers? A two-year commitment, an unconditional two-year commitment. Because one thing that we can't debate is the chemistry with some of those young receivers, Christian Watson, their second-round pick, Romeo Dobbs, their fourth-round pick, Dan, it got better as the year went on. He wasn't there for the off-season program. He needs to have an unconditional two-year marriage to say, I am all in. I'm not paying you $60 million to show up 17 times, Aaron. I'm paying you $60 million next year to be the CEO of this team starting in February. And you know what's interesting, Dan? When you really look at that game, their defense held up okay. Their run game held up. Aaron Rodgers, if we're just being candid, Dan, Aaron Rodgers is who sent them home. Yeah, he's been average uh, quite a few times. I mentioned the stat of all the quarterbacks who played every game. He's the only one who didn't throw for at least 300 yards in a game. Now, I don't want to rely on him to throw for 300 yards because I do like the running game and the defense. But Aaron was subpar and another loss at home in a must-win situation. Yeah, and look, he still by far gives him the best chance to win, although I do like Jordan Love. I think he's gotten better. Um, But clearly, Aaron Rodgers gives him the best chance. But I can't have him half in and half out. Like, this team is too young and too formative in terms of those receivers. Like, he needs to spend as much time with them as possible. And if he does, given the way the defense played down the stretch – they could be right back to where they were, you know, in terms of, you know, the NFC North, but it starts with him. Yeah, but how do you broach the topic of we're moving on from you without saying we're moving on from you? Yeah, it's blunt force trauma. You go see them, <laughs> California. That, that was the old Rex Ryan, blunt force trauma. We're going to sit down. We're going to thank you for everything. You're an all-time great. We, we want you back in the worst way, but... Aaron, I want to hear that you're going away for two months to find yourself in South America 
and going to give us an answer in the middle of March. That doesn't help us. Like, we need to know this is a partnership. This is a marriage. If you're in, great. If you're not, we're disappointed, but understand. But we can't let this go on for several months while you travel the world. It's just not fair to the organization. And by the way, Dan, you have a stronger hand this year than last year because at least you've seen some inklings of progress with love. Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, if they're the same price, who do you want? If you can guarantee the health of Garoppolo, I'm going with Jimmy G. My concern about Carr, you made an interesting point about if we're trading Justin Fields, the question is going to be, well, why? You know, Josh McDaniels is a really good quarterback coach. And if he can't get it to work with Derek Carr, I'm going to have pause for concern and put Garoppolo over him. Great to talk to you as always. Thank you uh, for your insights, bud. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you having me. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rolling Stone has its list of top singers of all time. Yeah, Paul. What would be your guys' rationale when you were discussing the greatest singers of all time? Would it be purely voice? Would it be stage presence and ability? I don't know what they base this on. For example, I'm going to throw out an example. Kurt Cobain of Nirvana is one of the more famous frontmen in music history. Yeah. No one would say he has a great voice. He has a... Rolling Stone did. Right. He has an original voice and a compelling voice, maybe. Or, well, nobody would say that Bob Dylan had a great voice, but Dylan is one of the top 15 voices on this list. 
I don't know what they're basing this off of. I tried not to get too invested in this, although my wife and I, last night at dinner, uh, I started to, I looked at the list because somebody had sent it to me. And he goes, you, have you brought this up on the show? Do you have a problem with this? And I'm like, oh, do I do this? And I said to my wife, I said, I'll tell you who's got the number one, who's going to be the number one singer. And she goes, do you know? And I go, no, I, I just know that this is the number one singer of all time, according to Rolling Stone. You want to guess? Seaton? Well, it's usually one of a couple people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's usually Whitney Houston is up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aretha Franklin mm-hmm. is up there. All right. Uh, Mariah Carey's usually somewhere towards the top. Yeah. Um, Marvin Gaye is usually up there. Yeah. Stevie. Yeah. Paulie. I have not gotten to the top twenty of lists because the rest of the list, I thought they would have put Marvin Gaye number one if I were betting. Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Number one. Finally getting some. R e s p c. Okay, that's for Todd. Oh, great. There you go, toddler. No, no. Oh, Todd's not here to sing any other songs. No, today. he's not. Yes. Blessing. Um. Sam Cooke might be my favorite singer of all time. Love Sam Cooke. Marvin Gaye is another one of my favorite mm-hmm. singers. Uh, Mariah is fifth. Uh, Beyonce is top ten. Come on. Now, Mariah Carey has a great voice, but you may not like her music. Right. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Well, she's the queen of Christmas. But I, 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 I hear that, you know, it's an unbelievable voice, but that's... Yeah, she hits notes other people can't. That's hit, true. Right? They that if you hit other notes or notes that nobody else gets to, does that make you one of the top five singers of all time? I don't know. Bob Dylan's in there. Freddie Mercury is in there. Yeah, Paul. I want to bring up Freddie Mercury. He's 14th on the list. He has both, I think, great voice. There's no question he had a great, powerful voice to do arena rock with those notes. With no auto-tune? He might be the best front man of all time. Right, and then you combine easily top five front men. Yes. So he has a combo. He had everything. Yes, he. Okay, so can we jump to, can we start looking at maybe some controversial picks? Sure. Because I feel like at 12, you would think this might be controversial, John Lennon. Yeah, I didn't didn't hear John and I go, boy, what a great voice. Right, he's like a great songwriter. Yeah. And he, and I like the way he sings, but I don't know that I would consider him one of the greatest singers. I would say McCartney is a better singer than John Lennon, and I think Lennon is a little bit higher than McCartney. Elvis is in the top 20, I think. Prince is in there as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, you had uh, who? Etta James is in there. Uh, Frank Sinatra's at 19. Yeah. Right. David Bowie's 32, but uh, John Lennon's in the top 10. I would flip that yes. from singing ability and frontman presence. David Bowie's you know, not a great singer. Mm, you don't think Bowie's a great singer? No, I think he's a great artist. Mm. He's not a great singer. I see what you're saying. Recognizable, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what the I don't know what the criteria was. And that's why I didn't get too caught up. And then I looked at the top ten and I went, All right, I I'm okay with most of this. I just wanted to you know, there's nobody sings like Sam Cook sings. Sam Cook is like Nat King Cole is a great singer. But I don't know. They're opera stars that you would say they're they should be in there as well. Pavarotti mm. is he in there? Mm. I, I may argue with Ariana Grande a spot ahead of James Brown. Uh, that one bothered me. <laughs> that one bothered me a little I bit. I thought my computer had a glitch. But I'm I'm not going to get caught up in this. I just I I it was 
Strictly for amusement. Two ahead of Ella Fitzgerald. <laughs> okay. I know. Look. But they want clicks, and they, you know, Celine Dion didn't even make the list. What? Wow. She's not in the top 200. Mm. Oh, no, no. You can't do that. <laughs> if my girlfriend Adele is in there, then Celine Dion should be in there as well. Okay, that's it. I mean, I just, I touched on it. And then what I would do is I'd go to Spotify and then I'd say to my wife, I'd say, all right, I'm going to play this person. They're fifth on the list and then fourth on the, I mean, it's a pretty exciting night at my house. Just like, and then you know. mumble to yourself. No, about how are they? No, how no, they no, no. We slow danced on a couple songs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey okay. Now. There's no kids in the house. Hey All of a sudden I'll have another glass of wine. All right, I'll let Sam Cooke bring us home. Hello. Yes, Marv. I would say you turn up the Marvin Gaye and play a song called I Want You. Gets the party started. Hmm. Well, for somebody who was named after Marvin Marvin Gaye. Yeah, I listened to it just a couple times in my house growing up. Yeah. Yeah, Paulie. I don't think I have Ariana Grande uh, 100 spots ahead of Stevie Nicks and Annie Lennox. I don't know if I could roll with that. Well, first of all, Christine McVie, who just died, was in Fleetwood Mac, was a better singer than Stevie Nicks. Hot take. Oh, no, it's that's if you know music, and I do, uh, Stevie was a great front person. Christine McVie was a better singer, my opinion. But it's right. <laughs> Are you going to trash another one of my favorites, Seton? I mean, feels like this is the day. Yeah, I could kind of get a lot of them out right now, could I? <laughs> After you called Tom Cruise the Katy Perry of actors. <laughs> Springsteen 77, Fritzy not here All to do right. the invitation. Come on now. Get home now. Yes, yes, Mark. <laughs> no, I was just with you with the. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, and, and Fritzy will do that on his own. He'll be sitting there booking gas or whatever he's doing, and then he starts singing Springsteen. Well, all right! <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Seton lobbied for the plexiglass to be put up to separate the two. I did. And it's one week mm. too late because Fritzy uh, is not feeling well today. Yeah, I mentioned it last week and got I done know. yesterday. Yeah, and I know. And get my throat is scratchy. Yeah, yeah, Paul. Dan Bjork, one spot ahead of Robert Plant. What are your thoughts? Just want to I'm not going to get no. I'm not going to get caught up in it. This is Rolling Stone, and this is what they want to do, and you're going to get upset. All right, come on now, Marcellus Wiley, coming up. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio, and you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. 
<sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Marcellus Wiley, the former All-Pro defensive end host of More To It on the Dan Patrick Podcast Network. Also uh, host of Never Shut Up on Brinks TV. That's a uh, new one that he has coming up. Also on the podcast, he uh, talks about the Hall of Famers. He thinks who are going into the Hall of Fame. Also, if you have a losing team, do you want Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton? Marcellus joins us on the program. All right. I'll give you... Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh. Who do you want on your team? I'm going with Jim Harbaugh. There's something about mm. the way that he approaches the game, the intensity that he possesses. Obviously, being a former player, there is some form of connection there. But it's the fact that he reminds me of someone that if we needed another man up if we needed next man up the 12th man on the field will be coach Jim Harbaugh I know he has the mind the brilliance and obviously Sean Payton I'm taking no slights at him we're having a Marvin Gaye Sam Cooke discussion right now in terms of coaching but when it comes to what Jim Harbaugh possesses I think he gets the most out of his players in part because he carries the same juice and electricity that they, they possess. So Jim Harbaugh just seems like a guy who could transmit his message across the sidelines in a greater capacity and greater passion. That's the guy I would choose. Do you have to like your head coach to play for him? Not at all. Not at all. You have to have the ability to compartmentalize and know the difference between like and respect. So you got to respect what he says, and you got to respect that he's going to bring discipline. You got to respect that he's going to do the proper things in terms of play calling. You got to respect that he's going to put the team in best situations and the logistics of it all. Like he's going to give you proper scheduling, proper rest, proper practice time. You got to respect it. 
don't have to like it because sometimes, especially when I played, we would have double days, sometimes triple days. No one liked it, but we respected it because we knew that this was going to end up with a greater result. So it's all about the process, what you go through, who cares how it really feels as long as it turns out well. We spent a lot of time this morning talking about the non-playoff teams because they're interesting right now. And you got the Bears who have the number one overall pick. And their GM said, look, Justin Fields is our quarterback unless I'm blown away by an offer, which means if I'm blown away by an offer, then Justin Fields probably isn't my quarterback. If you're the GM of the Bears and you have the number one overall pick and you have Justin Fields, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, one, he's already tipping his hand because what he stated was the obvious. Every player is tradable if you're blown away by the offer. I don't care who you are. Blown away by the offer says a lot. And the reason he said that is because I don't think he needs to be blown away by the offer because that's pretty obvious. I think this is something that they're a little closer to in terms of thinking of moving on from Justin Fields. That's why he's putting it out there. Hey, if you want Justin Fields, he's available. If you blow me away with your offer. And I didn't like that because now you're putting Justin Fields in a position where the chances are he stays. He does have some capabilities to go out there and help this team win, especially when he runs the ball, especially when the play breaks down. Obviously, that's not repeatable. That's not something that you can call a reliable offense. But he is doing some positive things. But I think if you had to place a bet on this one, they're trying their damnness to move on from Justin Fields because I think they want a quarterback in the more traditional capacity. Yes, a pocket passer who has the ability to run instead of a guy who has his struggles at times in the pocket but still can run the ball. But uh, Seton brought this up earlier, and he was listening to an analyst say, sometimes your quarterback resembles the conditions they play in. Like Josh Mm. Allen looks like Buffalo. Like, you got to be big and strong and, you know. But I go back to Jim McMahon played in Chicago, and he wasn't a big guy. Bryce Young is not a big guy, so I don't know if if that really would factor in if I'm looking at Chicago and go, well, he's not built to be a Chicago quarterback. What do you think about the elements with your quarterback? Yeah, I, I think when you're an organization, you're trying to draft someone who can withstand those conditions, those elements. Um, I think we place too much burden and too much credence on that. I think we think about it too much. Like Doug Flutie is the itty bitty, right? He played in Buffalo better than the big strong statue Rob Johnson did. You know, um, it, I think it doesn't matter when it comes down to if the quarterback has the talent, he has the mentality, and he has the proper pieces around him. You can play any quarterback in any condition. That said, when you're evaluating, uh, it's hard to measure intangibles and it's hard to measure how someone's going to deal with that adversity which includes the elements let's be real before you go out to a game before you even face your opponent the other team you're thinking about how you feel and if you don't feel good in those elements you don't stand a chance against the guys with the other colors on do you think the cardinals are regretting locking up kyler murray no because i don't think the cardinals fully understand the consequences of their choices uh the cliff kingsbury you sign him to an extension then now he's not your coach you have a quarterback franchise quarterback who was an mvp candidate before injury last year came back this year i don't know what this was but he has talent he is a tremendous talent 
But the problem is when you sign him to an extension, you leak out or put out that he needs to study more. So I just don't think this organization really knows which way is up. So therefore, they don't know the consequences of their actions. That said, they need to get some strong leadership. They need someone that they respect that they don't like, as we were saying earlier. They need someone upstairs and on that sideline that is just going to buck everything that is the Cardinals' way right now because they're not getting the most out of their results. They're not getting the most out of their talent, and that's why this team is in this situation. What if the Cowboys get blown out? Oh, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it because I know the sky will fall. Like we always are in prediction of the sky falling when it comes to the Cowboys. It would fall if they were to lose this week and in blowout fashion, just because we saw this team show some tremendous potential. We saw them go on a win streak. We saw them look like a team that's a real contender. And if that is not realized or even scratched in terms of them clawing their way to the NFC championship game and losing a tight one or even being in the Super Bowl, I just know there are going to be a lot of changes with that organization, obviously starting on the sideline with Mike McCarthy. This is a story that hasn't gotten a lot of attention. And I, I did bring it up today. We're under the impression Tom Brady is playing next year, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, I am. Monday could be his last game. <laughs> like if right. they lose, but, but you know, we love to go at Tom Brady uh, last game, Monday night, question mark, and then all these shows discuss it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, look, he, he just got a divorce. And I think everybody out there, all sports fans, man or woman, knows that when you get a divorce, it's time to live. It's time to party. <laughs> and the way that Tom Brady lives and parties is going out there chasing Super Bowl championships. I don't think I couldn't imagine playing all of these years at that level of greatness. And I'm married. And it becomes a burden. It becomes a hindrance. It gets to the point where we have contention. We get divorced. And then that season after my divorce is my last season. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm letting the dogs loose. It's time to go out there and hunt and see what it is. And there is something. There's a dynamic to the athlete that when he is single and allowed to mingle, you get a lot more bang for your buck out of that athlete. Whether we are Tiger Woods, we are Deion Sanders, we are a thousand other athletes that I would name none of them. Point being, there's something about that energy that you get when you're single. I want to see Tom Brady out there single, brother. Marcel, yeah, but he doesn't drink. I mean, he's not having any fun. Well, I mean, look, the only reason people drink is to get to the place where they're going to have fun, right? <laughs> he just skips that step. He's like, I don't need that. I don't need the hangover. I'm going to wake up and do it again. Um, Tom Brady's passing us, bro. Uh, Marcellus Wiley, the former All-Pro defensive end and uh, host of More To It podcast on the uh, DP Show Network and host of Never Shut Up on Brinks TV. Uh, you mentioned that uh, you have the five players you think are going into the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah. Yeah, okay. um, I, I, I want to save that for the podcast. Oh. because I, I, Yeah, it's on the podcast. So everyone knows the finalist list, but uh, give me a surprise. Start- give me one. Can you give me one surprise of the five that you think are going in? No, okay. I can't, I can't even right. tease. It. It's not a surprise. Like once you see the list and you stop trying to be nice and send Hallmark cards to all the favorite players that were great. When you start really breaking this down, 
it, it gets pretty obvious. And that's kind of the bit that I went through on the podcast. Like the finalist list comes out and every fan base gets activated. Oh, he was the best. He, he was. However, the best of the best is a different conversation. You got to listen for it. Uh, just got an update uh, from the Bills. DeMar Hamlin has been discharged from Buffalo General Medical Center. And he is headed home. Unreal. Unbelievable. I mean, seriously, we throw that around so often. Unbelievable. This one truly was unbelievable. Flatline twice, not once, twice. And no one's thinking about football right now. Just the fact that what a remarkable outcome, man. Tremendous blessings to him, man. So amazing. I mean, that's less than nine days. Okay, look, I bring levity to everything. I laugh at my pain. So since he's out the hospital now, it seems like he's in the clear. And if I'm in the <laughs> locker room like I'm in the locker room, this is what I say. Dog, how you going to die twice and come back faster than if I get an ACL? Like, dog, this is insane. This dude is... Hey, if he can't play football again, trust me, he's all pro every year. It's going to be unreal. <laughs> yeah, guy who's got a calf strain. You know, he can't come back. DeMar almost died twice. Hey, if I play for Cincinnati this week and, and Lamar Jackson is out there, or if he's not, I'm like, look, hell, you not playing. And Lamar Hamilton died twice, and he's back out the hospital. He ready to go. Uh, that's what happens in the locker room, man. Hey, uh, well, you can listen to the podcast, and uh, Marcellus will tell you the five players who deserve to go into the Hall of Fame. And the new TV show, Never Shut Up, that, uh, that debuts on Brinks TV today. What is Never Shut Up going to be? Oh, never shut up, man. It's going to be exactly this dynamic, the locker room, which I declare was the last place where everyone was real. Everyone came in there, whether in agreement or disagreement, punching, throwing everything. The truth shall set you free, and then we walk away respectfully and go out there and handle our work. So the show is going to be about us starting the conversations where most of the time out in public, we end the conversation. So we're just going to go deeper about all the topics that we all are affected by, for some reason, not really speaking on. What's the worst locker room fight you ever saw? The worst fight? Um, It actually ended with a smile. You know, when we used to play, we were allowed to haze, and the hazing was real. So Ted Washington, nicknamed Mount Washington, 6'6", 370, his fingers look like thighs, um, got into it (laughs) with Pat Williams, who's a baby Mount Washington, um, Thurman Thomas, uh, who else? Bruce Smith got one arm in there. He didn't want to. Basically, they tied him up. And this is hard to do because Pat Williams was stronger than strong. Tied him up butt naked <laughs> in the Buffalo cold and taped them to the goalpost, poured water on them, oh. baby powder, and let them freeze. And left them to freeze, but thankfully we had the good training staff that finally figured out what was going on. That was the funniest, most raucous fight I've ever seen. That might be a violation now. <laughs> might be a violation. Might be. I, I think with our PC culture right now, uh, you don't even get to the baby powder. That might get you five <laughs> days in jail if you even baby powder someone. Marcellus, thank you. Oh, appreciate it, Dad. Good luck. Take care, brother. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.